Scared Stupid. Hello, hello everyone. It is your favorite ghost host with the most Yoast. It's Chris Bell. Joining me here for a Scared Stupid exclusive is a very good new friend of mine, Mr. Michael A. Channels. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Michael has been friends and pen pal uh, with Mr. Charles Manson for the better part of 30 years. And um, he has so graciously offered to come sit down and speak with us and kind of tell us what he's had going on in his life and, uh, you know, where he got his start with everything. So joining me now is Michael Channels. Michael, how are you, brother? Good. Thank you. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Uh, you know, like I said, thank you so much for, you know, being here and coming in here and talking to us today. A real honor. It's not a problem. <laughs> I like talking. Uh, well, you, you, what do you mainly talk? You, you talk about um, horror films, yes. things like that on here? Yeah. Is that what you talk usually? Oh, yeah. A lot of times we talk about ho- different horror films. Uh, you know, we have some horror celebrities come on and uh, discuss films that they have coming up and stuff like that. So we try to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, uh, we both come from the same place. Um, right now, I'm actually in, I, I live in Santa Clarita. And in Santa Clarita uh, is probably about two miles from my house is where the, in Rob Zombie's film, the, the crazy clown uh, oh. who pulls in and, you know, tells a little kid. He, he better like clowns. Yes. Or he's going to come back and kill us all. Yeah, it's right down the street from here. Really? The city's, oh, yeah. There's all sorts of things here in, in my city that um, pertain to horror films. Uh, this is right on the outskirts of Los Angeles. So it kind of looks creepy, you know? Right. <laughs> it kind of looks like um, Crystal Lake or whatever you want it to look like. Right. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Like, what a... What a nice place to be right up the road from. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool to go. I mean, any I mean, if, if you look up on the website of the city, there's thousands because of course movies have been going on for a long time, and they've right. been doing them here. You know, those a lot of those creepy ones, and also you know whatever television features. Uh, shows that are on TV right now. They did like the motorcycle guy. I don't watch a lot of TV or a lot of movies or anything like that. Like I used to when I was a kid or a teenager or that sort of thing. So them horror yeah. films are, you know, like the Frankensteins and that sort of thing. Yes. Uh, I, I dig that sort of thing. And it goes all the way up to Freddy Krueger. I really dig that dude, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, they're constantly filming that sort of thing out here. See that's And, uh, right up my alley too that was one of the reasons probably that i got started with manson i wanted to meet the most craziest scariest boogeyman madman on earth you know and he was real so it was like i was going to meet the guy and i was going to the texas chainsaw massacre's house you know it's like hey come on in let's talk (laughs) that sort of thing that's what i wanted really you know so that was what sort of got me sort of interested in the whole thing from really an early age me and my dad used to sit and watch, um, uh, I'm from Ohio, so me and my dad used to sit and watch this this guy. His name was Bill Cardell. He did, like, Channel 2 Pittsburgh. But yeah. on Saturday, uh, like on news, I think he did maybe the weather or something there. But yeah. on Saturday nights, he did this thing called Chiller Theater where they would play, you know, almost sort of like Spengoli, if you've ever seen that. Oh, yeah. But 
you know, but this was early days, well before that guy ever came around. And, you know, they had little uh, freaky characters that came in and played horror movies all night. And so, yeah, I've been doing that ever since I was like five or six years old. (laughs) Um, See, that's awesome. It's it's funny how horror really does bring people together. It's it's a community out there. Uh, If you love horror, there's people out there that love you. It's 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 actually true, there, and, and everybody likes a little bit of horror. Everybody loves to be scared. Oh, you know, yeah. it's just something that it's almost like you want to be loved. You also want to be scared. You oh, know, yeah. so oh, Manson yeah. was that sort of thing too. I was searching for that sort of thing too, and then you run into a whole different thing when you actually become friends with you know the guy with the chainsaw. Right, you know? yeah, it's a different thing. Then he shows his chainsaw and how it works, and all. So it's like a different world, you know. Right. So you said that's kind of what got you started. So uh, you know, what I know, I've I've heard that you uh, initially getting started talking to Manson, you just tried sending him as many letters as you could until he finally wrote back. Yeah, I, was, I also clicked autographs, you know, okay. and that sort of shit. Because it, it, I'm sorry, I'm not sure if you swear on your program. Absolutely, you, mean that. you go um, right ahead. <laughs> um, but and, you know, I collected autographs and I collected everybody. And horror was another, you know, another thing that I collected in that autograph field. I have Anthony Perkins actually. Oh wow, signed in person. So yeah, yeah, to have it signed in person. I got a screen costume from the movie. You know, I'm into that stuff too. I love that stuff. I got a hand drawing by, um, uh, dang, I can't think of the top of my mind right now what his name is, but by Freddy Krueger. Oh, what Robert England. Name? Robert England. Yeah, right. Yes. He said a website when the web first came out where he's like drawing it for like 20 bucks, you know? Whoa. I was like, wow, I need that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's something you got to yeah, have. Uh, but it was it was autographs that really got me interested, and I was writing for an autograph magazine, and I'd read it. I'd read the whole magazine through and through because that was the only thing there was. There was no internet, you know, so you'd read right. magazines. Absolutely. And, um, or signs or whatever you could get your hands on. Yeah. And uh, so I was reading through one one day, and it's like they were talking – somebody wrote an article about and they were talking about if you could get – one of these people on the list that they had a list of, um, their autograph was like worth a hundred bucks immediately. You'd go out to your mailbox, pull it out, and somebody would buy it off you for a hundred bucks, no problem. Wow. And I thought, yeah, and, and, and down the list, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy names like, like Brando was still alive, so his name was on there. Um, oh. Princess Diana was still alive, so her name was on there. You know, Michael Jackson's name was on there. Elizabeth Taylor's name was on there. Yeah. Um, and Manson's name was on there. And and so was like Mother Teresa and other you know the Pope and <laughs> I was like wow Manson's in a category with all these people right it can't be that hard you know <laughs> and then starts the fifty letters you know right. and find out oh man this dude's harder than the Pope I actually <laughs> wrote to Manson and Mother Teresa and I got a response faster from Mother Teresa than I did from Manson so. It, the, the magazine was actually true, and that's why most people would give up on the guy. Right. But later in life, I would find out, you know, after, after talking to him, it was like everybody was writing to him. It wasn't really about him. Right. It was all about them. You know, it was what they could get from him, and it was tiring and exhausting, and so he just didn't bother with it. Right. You know, he would read the stuff, 
Yeah. And you, because you can negotiate things in prison with that stuff, you know, you can sell that mail or whatever and have other, some other inmate on your ass writing in the mail, you know? Right. So there's, there's things you can do with it. So he would read it all or have somebody read it to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the times not respond to nobody because he didn't, you know, he didn't find people sincere. Right. But, you know, if you're writing 50 letters to somebody that you don't know, say I'm going to write 50 letters to you tomorrow. I don't know you from Adam. I know you like whore. Right. So I knew Manson was in prison. So basically I started writing him about myself. You know, hey, I grew up in Ohio. Uh, Just basically what we started talking about from the beginning. I like this. Me and my dad used to watch this, you know. Yeah. I lived on the river. Um, you know, I used to hang out in the woods by myself. I love this. this. So find out later that Manson grew up along the same river as me, about 35 miles up it, you know, on the other side of it though, in West Virginia, in a different, you know, in a different era. We weren't like, wow, we could have ran it because he's 30, 35 years older than me. Okay. So it's a different era, but the same place. We grew up in exactly the same place. Uh, I didn't know that when I first started writing him, so I was right. just telling him about myself. And basically, he told me later on, I was telling him about himself. Because basically, again, we grew up in the same spot. Yes. You know, not that I'm trying to be Manson-like or anything like that. I'm not, right. I'm not that game or that card or any of that crap. Right. I'm just saying, we grew up in the same spot, so what I would tell him about the river, he knew about the river, and he did it in the river, you know? Yeah. Or, <laughs> You know, roots around my house, or, or, or even even like cities. Uh, I would mention a city uh, like Steubenville, Ohio. Well, uh-huh. he'd have stories in his head that he could tell me back about Steubenville, Ohio, because he'd been there and he'd done that. You know, so it was that sort of thing that actually then probably got interested in writing me back. Yeah. When he wrote me back, he really wasn't interested in writing. That was the first thing he told me. You know, I don't really want. I, I, I have too many things going on to write people. Yeah. So, again, it's back to 50 more letters again, you know, explaining right. yourself. So I threw out the whole thing, my whole self on the board, the mantra, and he knew all about me. So if he wanted to control me from that point, yeah, he could have at it because he knew everything <laughs> about me, you know. Um, so that was that was pretty much the start. I mean, I think that's also, though, why he did, you know, reach back out to you and harness a, a level of respect for you is because you laid about all on the table. <laughs> he could see that you weren't, you know, full of shit just trying to get something out of him for financial gain or personal gain. That's the second thing. You know, after he writes back and says, hey, you're cool, don't really want to be, he didn't use the word pen pals like they use today, but right. basically say the same thing. Don't really want to be pen pals with you know. Ain't got time for that shit. Got too many other things going on. Well, then I'm back at it again. You know, like like I told somebody else. As soon as you, if you're seeking out a pen pal or you, you know somebody from prison that's famous yeah. that you want to write, as soon as they write you back, or even if even if say like you were writing astronauts after you got the first astronaut that walked on the moon, mm-hmm. it's like heroin. You need the next, uh, you know, you need the 11 more, you know, right. so you're after them. So that's the way I was kind of dancing, you know. It was like, wow, that one letter, that was like an injection of drugs right into yeah. your system. Bam. Wow. They said this was 100 bucks. Yeah. I want a four. 
You know, <laughs> how many more hundreds can I get? And that was my mindset then, you yeah. know, because I wasn't really friends with the dude. Right. I told him about my whole life. He didn't tell me shit about his, except he was too busy to write me back. Right. <laughs> uh, so then I write more letters about myself. And, and basically, then he starts writing me back a little bit. Um, he calls me, he called me on the phone or basically he would get other inmates to call. They would oh. talk to me, waste my time, because I really didn't want to talk to them. Yeah. And, and then they would put him on the phone for a little bit. And he would jump on the phone, and he would play the little Helder Skelter guy. Yeah. Like, Helder Skelter, Vince and all this shit that he thought I wanted to hear. Yeah. And, and then get back off the phone again. And I was like, man, this guy's doing a little play all the time, you know? It's like sickening, because I don't really want that shit. Right. I just want to talk to the dude, you know? Yeah. Um. So finally, a few letters and a few of those conversations and, and nothing comes out. No album comes out. No book comes out. I don't have a, some fucking shit on TV or something. I'm, I'm not involved in something that's selling Manson, you know, and it gives him a little bit more confidence in you because most people are coming just for that. You know, one conversation would be good enough to write a book with. Right. In most people's eyes, you know. Yeah. Uh, Manson called me. This is the book, you know, right. and I never did that. And then he finally started asking me that, you know, it was like, wow, let's do this. Let's do a movie. Let's write a book. And wow. I didn't even, I didn't even play along there. It didn't, I'm not interested in that sort of thing. You know, yeah. I, I'm already working. I don't need your money. Yeah. Um, if you need money, I can help you a little bit. Cause you, you know, does need money in there. You go through that. You can't like, you can't even, which I'm not against, but you can't go have healthcare without like a copay and things there too. So it's like right. the real world, you know, you can't make yeah. a telephone without having money or all sorts of things. So yeah. you need money for things, you know, you need soap and, and whatever. Absolutely. Uh, I'll help you. No problem. So then that's how we, you know, he was, he was like, well, man, I can't just take your money. So he started helping me out with like, you know, pictures, he'd draw things. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I, okay, I'm not hanging them all over my walls and shit because I got kid too, you know? He draws yeah. pictures. I don't have this shit no more. I don't even know where it is. It disappeared, you know? Okay, it came, it went. That's yeah. kind of how I feel about there's people, don't get me wrong. There's people out there that love the artwork and I respect them. Mm -hmm. I'm just not one of them, you know? Right. So the, the pictures are fine, but I can sell these and I can get you more money. I'll, I'll keep some of this money, of course, because now I'm giving up this picture, you know, yeah. that you're giving me as a gift to this shit, but I can get more. And so we agreed to that. So I get on websites, early websites. I mean, this is when the web first came out. Uh -huh. um, eBay was, you put a description down. I'd give him an address, tell him I wanted cash with no picture. It's still so shit, you know? <laughs> so, no, it was amazing on how you could really sell stuff at the very beginning of the internet. I mean, people would buy on your word. People yeah. believed people before the internet came around. Now people on the internet are so full of shit. They'll be, everything oh, yeah. that you see pretty much about Manson, take it with a grain of salt on the internet because it's all full of shit. Absolutely. But, at any rate, everything on the internet is full of shit. Yeah. If you don't know that, surprise. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> no, so where were we? Let's see. We were right around. Uh, he, you guys are talking on the phone. 
finally, he's finally trusting you. He's been giving you a few pictures and stuff, and uh, you've been able to help him out with some money. Uh, yeah, and and you know, so uh, it it, it kind of like some people really don't know. In this world, there are people that don't know how to react to kindness. Right. They look at it as either there's some kind of ploy where I, I'm. I'm coming in for the kill mm -hmm. I'm going to want something um, I'm going to use that against you I'm going to hold that over your head we need to have sex for it whatever it may be Yeah, that was in his mind <laughs> there was something that had to come along with that and nothing ever had to right. and then after he found that out then it became like I was talking to you right. which became a better place but I tell you what to get to that spot take a long time yeah and most people wouldn't most people ain't willing to invest that much time into anything these days right. in those days you know yeah most people don't care about research they'll just tell you the first thing they hear they won't even look it up absolutely uh so i you know i was going searching for things that then by the point that you get to that point and then all those things that you're really searching for you mm -hmm. kind of answered some of those questions along the way yeah. Um, and then you're to a different part of your life then, you know? It's like, screw all that shit. I don't what? care about them murdered people. No, again, don't take me wrong. Yeah. No disrespect to murdered people, but I don't give a shit about that story no more. They keep talking about dead people, and then they keep throwing that shit, which they'll be, they throw that shit at me now because I'm the person in court with the name Charles Manson attached to the paperwork. Right. Um, but they only do that for their own benefit because they really like murder. They really like those dead people laying around. They really like talking about that blood. It goes back to the horror thing. Everybody likes to be scared. I want to scare these son of a bitches. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to use Manson to do it because he never says nothing about it. Right. You know, and that's, I kind of found that out along the way. I'm not saying he's, he's the greatest individual on earth. I'm not saying that you might want to leave your kids with him and let him babysit them. Right. They're not going to die or anything. Right. Shit, he'd have them believe in shit that, you know, uh, <laughs> you might you know, might not want him to be the babysitter. Right. But on the same token, and back to horror again, and all your people can, you know, whoever, you, whoever's listening, I don't care, anybody in the world, you can fact check anything I say. Yeah. Um, back to horror. Uh, and babysitting, it connects. Charles Manson. There's a guy out there in the horror world that claims that he met Charles Manson down in Los Angeles at one of these nightclubs, one of the famous ones. I can't think of the name of it right now. Gotcha. I think he was like the Whiskey or something like that. I can't remember. Okay, yeah, the Whiskey. But he, the whiskey go -go. You can look it up online. It's still there. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he claims that he picked Charles Manson up down there. He felt sorry for him. He was working in Los Angeles at the time. And he took him home to babysit his kids. He says it on tape, in his own voice, and it's Grandpa Monster. <laughs> what? That's crazy. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. Al Lewis says that he let Charles Manson babysit his kids. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> and, and you ought to listen to the whole interview of him talking. You have to look it up online. I don't know if you can look it up by Al Lewis, Man Manson, whatever. I think it was a political thing he was talking, yeah. you know? Yeah. He was talking political shit. And right. then they started talking about Manson. I and, see. Um, yeah, basically, he was even saying, you know, um, he's really he's really funny in it, too. Al is. He, he's talking about, because they ask him, you know, if Charlie Manson got out, would you let him come live with you? And he's like, 
Hell yeah, I would. There's more crazier fuckers that lived with me before. More crazier than Charlie Manson. So I was like, I love that. Um, and yeah, you ought to check it out because it's really cool if you like horror. Yeah, like Manson. Hell, they're both next right there. That's part. I mean, I love Grandpa from the Munsters. So Al Lewis, yeah. right up my alley. <laughs> now you got to go look it up. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know people call you pen pal, and I know, I know I did say it at the top of the episode, but you were a lot more than just a pen pal. Like you, I've listened to things on uh, the Back Porch Tape. Is the Back Porch Tapes your channel? Yeah, well, it, that is. Um, basically, whatever that is on the Internet, yeah, it's mine, something that I had that I lost the password to, but I had another channel that was called michael's back porch yeah i saw that as well and it, it had it had probably about 3500 videos at one point about wow. everything that you could possibly think of manson That's um awesome. and when manson died i just because basically i was like hey you want to do this channel you can call me we can talk i can put it up there people can hear you you'll be almost live like a podcast before a podcast right when, you know basically <laughs> youtube first came out Yes. 2000 and I think it was two, March of 2008 was the first time I started doing it. Oh. And then it was like 2017 when I finally took it down after I got, cause there was a few times I got, um, you know, these, those three violations where the channel got taken down. Yeah. I put off 3000 videos right back three different <laughs> times. And got the same amount of people watching every single time, so it wasn't like they did me any harm, you know? Right. Um, so it was pretty popular. Uh, it was a lot of freaking work, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> a lot of people want to ask you a bunch of questions. Uh-huh. It, it brought about... I tell you what, though, if you do want, you know, something in life, you got to throw it out there in the atmosphere. Absolutely. And I'm not saying I wanted anything in life, but if you, if you like something... Which I didn't, you know, of yeah. course, the subject of Manson, the family, the crime, true crime, horror, all that shit. Yeah. Throw it out there in the atmosphere and you never know who's listening or what might happen from it. Because, that, you know, there's seven documentaries that came from that that I was in. Right. And that, you know, pays you a little bit of money along the way mm -hmm. to do what you're interested in. So it was like, you know, all the things that I didn't know was going to come from that, you know. Yeah. Now that I can look back and say, eh, it wasn't too bad. At the very beginning, I said some stupid shit. I'm glad <laughs> some of the things aren't still on there. But, you know. <laughs> but hey, man, I mean, you really, I, listening to some of that uh, the other night, uh, I, I noticed that you said that Manson, that you didn't, uh, it didn't make sense to you at first, but Manson told you that he talked to people through the TV. And then come to find out all those crazy arm gestures and stuff he was doing was him with different signs talking to his friends through the TV that were watching those. Right. <laughs> and, and that's true. And, and, and I wasn't bullshitting anybody. Uh, he, he explained it like this to me at first. And that was the very end of the story of him. You know, I talked to people through the TV, too. Right. Um, basically... It started out like this. It's like, Charlie, man, they said you heard shit in the Helder Scouter album. And he's like, I'm not the only one that did. He goes, a lot of people were hearing shit. Because yeah. uh, they were playing the albums backwards, man. They were all hearing shit in there. So that's how the conversation started out. So it's like, wow, you're hearing shit. And then we got started talking about prison. 
Yeah. On how you can't, how, how diff- you hear different shit in prison, like different noises in prison. And you can't really say what you're feeling in prison because it'll get you killed or it'll get you screwed or it'll get you all sorts of shit. Absolutely. And if you're friends with somebody else, and usually they're not right beside you, the only way you can talk to them is through hand signals. Right. And some of these hand signals mean all sorts of shit. You know? Yeah. And some of these words that they make up, because they have different languages, too, that they make up that oh. uh, mean all sorts of different things, too. Wow. Well, when you're talking to somebody, you know, either through a mirror mm-hmm. or, you know, that's down the tier from you, you use different hand signals to tell them things that you might want, things you might need, right. things you might have, what's for sale, all sorts of things, you know? Right. So... Then he would relay these things, same things to, you know, people, people that they call his family members. What's whatever? They were his friends, you know? Right. They probably were his family because hell, he didn't have any other family. You know how it is when you don't have no family. Absolutely. Uh, even though we do have family, you still know how it would be if you didn't have any family. You'd be accepting that shit anywhere. Oh, yeah. So his friends, he would, he would tell them, hey, yeah, these are these. So. They would know when he got on these documentaries or when he got on TV, he could say shit to them like, hey, how you doing? I'm thinking about you. I love you. This sort of shit. Not like go kill people or nothing. Like right. That. You know? Right. Okay. I was in, uh, I was sitting at the table while he was telling me this. Mm-hmm. And at the same, you know, well before this conversation started, I had two rings on. There were golden rings on each finger. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were on... Uh, like the ring finger on each hand. Yeah. I had one on each. And he, he, before we started even talking about this crap, he told me, um, Hey, let me see those rings. And he started telling me a story about how many people died for the golden crap, you know, the, yeah. the ring. Right. And then he, stuck, then he stuck them on his own hand. Uh-huh. And I thought, that's some bitch trying to con me on my rings as a friend, you know, like someone's <laughs> trying to steal your dick lighter. Right. I was like, you're going to take my gold rings. I got to watch you. Yeah. So, the whole time he's talking, he's still got these rings on his fingers. So, um, basically get to the end of these conversations about these hand gestures and people talking to the TV and shit. Uh-huh. He's, he's, I'm like, Hey man, can I have my rings back? And, uh, he stands up and he crosses his arms across his chest and he, he's got his hands flat on his chest and they're showing these gold rings, and you know, these my gold rings basically showed them to me on his chest with his arms crossed across his chest, standing up. Yeah. And uh, and he takes, takes them off and gives them to me. Uh-huh. And he goes, uh, you know what that means? I love you. Basically what, you know, with his arms crossed across his chest like that. Yeah. Okay? Wow. Now I'll go to a hard copy I'm watching on TV or some shit like that. I can't remember what it was. Uh-huh. But all of a sudden, he's talking, and he's standing there with gold rings on his hands. They're not mine. <laughs> and his arms across his chest like that. And he calls me on the phone, and he asked me if I see him on television. Uh-huh. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. It was freaky. Well, it yeah. was freaky. <laughs> yes, he does talk to you through the television set. I've witnessed it myself. And wow. it was... Was, it even gives me chills thinking about it today. Right. You know, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's like wild. Manson was telling me he loves me to the television. Right. He's and see, I mean, you talk to someone like that and you have that kind of relationship with someone and you see who they really are as a person to make your own judgments and not the judgments of 
what the media is telling you and what other people are saying about him and stuff like that. You made your own assumptions about him, your own opinions on him based on what kind of person he was. Yeah, because I wanted him to be the best guy. I right. really did. And he was. Don't get me wrong. He's not the greatest guy. I mean, he's one of these friends that you really got to, you know, hey, I'll be there at three. And he don't show up. He's right. one of those guys. I see. You know? So you really got to be into the kind of more into the friendship than he is at some point. Right. Because he's, he really don't understand that sort of shit anyway. Right. He doesn't really have that. He's kind of, he's got more problems than that too, if you think about it. Because he told me that too. He's like, it's not that, he goes, I don't really have to be around you or I don't have to talk to you or I don't have to keep on telling you or write to you for you to know how I feel about you. He goes, that's unwritten. He goes, it's just there. Um, he goes, there, he goes, there's a lot of problems that come along with being in prison, you know? Yeah. It's about trying to be alive every day. Right. So even within that, you know, he's still trying to tell people out there, not just me, I'm not claiming I'm the only person. Right. All his friends, you know? And, and you can go to all his, you know, that's the problem, too. Here, here's the problem when it comes to Manson. Yeah. He attracts, he attracts what, when I was in grade school, we went to a mental hospital and they had these people, they don't have them anymore, but they had crazy people all locked up Yeah, behind, you know, behind glass. Manson, mm-hmm. now that they don't have those mental hospitals, that's the people that Manson attracts. Right. The ones that write him in the mail, you know, the ones that call him, want him to call on the phone. That's, that's, that's the reason he gets leery too, because he knows what he attracts. So you can't really ask Manson's friends, but if you did, you know, if they were straight, normal people out there, which most people in society don't see him as, mm-hmm. they see him as weirdos, which, you know, is fair because most of them are. But if you go to his real true friends, the people that are normal in society, the ones that work normal jobs and do normal things that don't really come out of the woodwork. Yeah. He's a loving dude. And they'll all tell you that, you know, right. He's a really caring loving guy that's probably why people would do shit for you i guess huh right if you were i mean honestly and so saying that um how much involvement do you believe he had in the whole thing i look at it this way if they took him in and his involvement Mm-hmm. And they want to keep telling the story that there are 40 people with this ranch. Mm-hmm. There should be 40 people in jail rotting right now. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know? He was involved. Okay, fine. So was other people then. He didn't yeah. even do the killing and he got the, he got the, the, he got worst the leading role. Yes. You know? I've always in, in thought the whole that. picture. It's like, how the hell does this, this guy who don't even do the horror get the leading part. Right. You know, it's not, it's not like they throw Grandpa up in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the first one, you know? Exactly. There's no shit about him. No. <clears throat> 100%. I have always wondered why the world has not focused more on Tex Watson and less on... Because Trump. the world was trying to trick a bunch of people. Somebody was trying to trick them. Absolutely. It boils down to Bugliosi was trying to trick them for a career. The guy that was pro- doing the prosecuting. Yes. And there was a lot of gullible people out of there in the world that needed a goddamn horror guy. Yes. Even the straight people in the world need to be scared. Mm-hmm. That was it right there. Bam. Perfect timing too. Well, and so, this, this is not taking anything away from Charlie and not, I, you know, this is not me 
meaning anything insulting wise, but I've watched court cases where they interview Charlie and I've watched them interview Tex. Charlie and Tex, Tex seems like a very well-spoken, clean-cut gentleman. And I have a hard time believing that Tex, someone like that, could have been influenced by someone like Charlie. Like, I feel like Tex did more influencing than Charlie did, and it all got blamed on Charlie. Because Charlie was the crazy guy that they could convince people did it. Tex, like you just said, too intelligent looking, clean cut, played football. He was the homecoming king, all this sort of shit. You're never going to get to society to believe that. Manson, that cover of uh, Life magazine where he's on it the first time, yes. he told me he was high on LSD. He said the police <laughs> picked him up and he took all the LSD. Oh and he's, he's fucking, he's, he's zooming out of his head in that cover. And he goes, now that's representing me for the rest of my freaking life. Right. You know, I'm, I'm high stoned on LSD there. I was like, shit, man, I never knew that. That's cool as hell, though, Charlie. But that's cool <laughs> as hell. <laughs> that, so, see, and that just shines a whole new light on things because because he was the easy target. Everyone blamed it, it on him. It was easy. He was a real easy target. He's a real weak dude. They make him to be a strong-ass guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not strong at all. And he would he's tell you that. strong one bit. Yeah. He would tell you he's, he's, he's not he's, nobody. He's, he's, that's, here's what he is. Here's what he is. Yeah. If, if, if you take society, and there's certain people in society that people just look past, right. like the homeless, or hookers, or strippers, or, you know, there's the, you know, the degenerates of our society. Yeah. You know, people that do drugs, your neighbor that does, he drinks too much. There's people that are overlooked in society. Yeah. Manson will drive by and pick those people up. And he right. will tell those people, you know what? Don't listen to what other people tell you. You're still a good dude. Yeah, you drink too damn much, but you're a good dude. You know, right. you're a good guy. You're good with this. You're good with your kids. Um, you might be a hooker, but you're the damn best hooker out there. You know, <laughs> you're the best. Right. Well, don't, and you're pretty. You know, yes. you're, you're all. He, he can influence you like no other by telling you just good shit about yourself. Right. You know, which some of these people never hear. Absolutely. So, you know, he can tell me that all day. He'd tell me that kind of shit, too. Yeah. That didn't matter to me. I don't need that sort of thing. I have a mother. Right. You know, I have a dad, all that. So many people don't. Right. All you got to do is light that fuse. Exactly. And now he is your dad. Yeah. And it, it just takes it. But, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to. He didn't force anybody's hand. You don't have to. Even if he did say something about doing that. You don't have to listen. You didn't have to listen to him. You didn't have, (laughs) you know. No, you don't. It's your free will. But as far as court goes, in that case, it was all his fault. Right. He even even got up and testified at one point. I wanted to. He wanted to represent himself in court, Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't let him. So he's basically, okay, I want the worst goddamn lawyer Los Angeles has. I mean, the worst, the very worst. Yeah. The pig. The guy that ain't no no freaking good at all. Mm-hmm. And that's what he got. Right. And that's what they gave him. They gladly gave him that, but they wouldn't let him talk on his own. Right. They wouldn't let him talk on his own because I think they were scared of what he might say. Yeah. He might start influencing people yeah. on things that they never thought about before. You know, and these people were like, no, no, this dude's nuts. He's mm-hmm. not really nuts. But we're not going to let him represent himself. 
Because right. I did let him talk in court, and if you go read it, it's like 16 pages or something. Yeah. He says some interesting shit in there. Oh, yeah. And he goes off track and all over the place, but I'm telling you, don't let the guy talk was the word, you right. know? Don't let him talk. No. And don't when get... he does, people listen. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it obviously built a very strong bond with the two of you. And cut two, he has left you his will, correct? Yep, he did that. And that is yeah. currently but what you're having to deal with. Could be the biggest burden of your damn life for somebody to do that to you. Right. So don't ever wish anything <laughs> like that on yourself, because right. it just, especially if it's in something, uh, you know, where somebody, everybody knows their name. Yes. Um, man, it becomes immediately the pen pal sort of thing, you know, it's like, right. pen pal? okay, I can't do nothing about that. Cause, uh, it wasn't just TMZ that started it. Then NBC took it, CBS, Fox, everywhere, you know, right. it's like people say, Hey man, I was in the, I remember when I was a kid, I'm like, damn, Hey, look, ma'am, grandma, I'm in the paper. I made a great Valentine's box. And I won first place. Yeah. Now being in the paper ain't nothing. Right. No, it's the publications that I did that I missed. Those yeah. are the ones I need now. You know, it's like I'm, I was. I had a reporter that told me basically that uh, hey, um, you have a lot of friends over in in Jerusalem. I'm like, yeah. I do. Yeah, <laughs> they love you there because she was from there, and that's you know basically she was reporting. And I'm like, I do. She goes, Yeah, they love you. They're on your side. And I'm like, Damn. Wonder how many people out there are not on my side yeah, right. and where they're coming from. You know, <laughs> I hope all the Russians like me and all the Germans like me. And, yeah. you know, I hope I'm on everybody's side. It starts to put you in a different world. You know, yeah. It's not just a will anymore. It's a different world now. Right. Because otherwise, you wouldn't even care about talking to me about horror. You know, or whatever it may be. It's a different. Completely different. Universe. And he told me that, too. He told me lots of things where, like, um, I look back, like, Manson was some harbinger or something, you know? Mm -hmm. But he was, he was going through it himself. He already knew. Right. You know, what it was going to, what, you know, he knew it was going to have to take some strong son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful that he thought of me as some strong son of a bitch. But besides that, eh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to think, Chris. Right. You know? Because now you've been going through this court battle with someone that's alleging to be Manson's grandson and will not take yeah. a, won't take a the, DNA the, test. That's another thing about throwing things out there in the world. Mm -hmm. um, immediately, I was the pen pal, and he was the grandson. He wasn't allegedly. It took uh, me lawyers. It took me five lawyers to get to allegedly, you know? Wow. It, that's how hard this shit is. I knew in my heart that something was wrong with this guy. Right. He wasn't telling the complete truth. Absolutely. He was using God too much to cover shit up or an excuse for something or a reason for something. When he never really, in life, only tried to visit Manson when it involved some sort of money from some sort of production company. You know? Uh... It's like, it, it, all sorts of things. It was like, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt in the world, you know? Right. So, if, hey, you say you're the grandson of Manson? More power to you, I believe you. Right. Why shouldn't I? Yeah. You know, I have no reason not to. But this dude gave me all kinds of reasons. And I've known Manson for a long time. 
Mm-hmm. And not only do I know Manson, I know a lot of things about Manson. I know people around Manson. I know his friends. I know his enemies. Yeah. I know all sorts of things. Right. And this clown never came into existence until he created his own existence. Right. Which I've seen a lot in Manson's world, too. People create their own existence into his world. Oh, you know, yeah. like, yeah. I remember when I was in fucking prison and me and Manson used to play bingo together. Bullshit. Most of these people are lying to you out there in the world. They tell you shit that's not true about the guy. Right. That's the thing. I always, you know, I think that, I hope that he, I, I, here's what I hope. I hope that he thought that I would stand up for him even in death. Yeah. You know, it was like, no, bullshit, you guys are fucking wrong. And mm-hmm. I just like, I get, maybe it was a test. Maybe it was a test for myself yeah. to say, you know, fuck it, I'm going for the money. I'm yeah. selling asses and putting them in the eyes of a fucking mess just because I can do it. It doesn't matter about morals or values or nothing anymore. It's all about fucking money. Uh-huh. And Manson has it, and I'm taking it. Yeah. Well, that's the way the rest of the world thinks. Uh-huh. From All the way from TMZ to CBS to the guy with the Manson dashes mm. in his eyes. You know? Yep. I hope they really don't fly off the mask and fly in your fucking eyes. Right. <laughs> because it might cause you way more... Pro- and I, here's another thing mm-hmm. that really bugs me. Okay, I hope it's okay if, if I go off on this little rant about this go. that bugs me. Yeah, go right but ahead. It, it, it started by the, the, you know, it got me thinking about this mask. Mm-hmm. Um, a mask, a yeah. latex mask with ashes in the eyes of Charles Manson, uh-huh. of his body, with somebody else's blood who had no relationship to Manson whatsoever except he wants to suck Manson's dick after life. Right. Absolutely. It's just a, a, a shock mask doesn't last, but I had one of Michael Myers from the original film, mm-hmm. put it in the wrong place, turned into mush, wow. you know? Yeah. So it's the most disrespectful thing to put ashes on anyway. Right. Because the mask isn't going to last forever, no matter how good a mask maker you are. Right. You know? Absolutely. So it boils down to, again, that's the reason Manson didn't allow people in his life because they take, they'll take, they pull his dick hairs off and they'll make them eyelashes. Right. And they'll sell them to people all around the planet. And people will put them in their eyes and they'll dance around with them because they've got some kind of charisma from Charles Manson's dick hairs now. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. You it's a fucked right. up world to be in, man. It is a. Would you want to live like that yourself? Absolutely. So now you know not. how much pressure the dude was under. Yeah. All the time. Constantly. All the time. And under the public okay, eye. Okay, now to what bugs me, and it relates to the whole subject of everything, horror, and now we're going to take you to another place. Yeah. Ghosts. Yes. Ghosts. Oh, my mask is haunted. How come all these fucking ghost hunters out there, they go around, they find a haunted place, and the ghosts don't murder their fucking ass right on the spot, you know? Right. Slice their throats. Cut their fucking arms off, you know? Uh-huh. How come they just knock shit over? Or do simple parlor tricks. Oh, fuck, that was a ghost. Mm-hmm. Did you hear it? Bullshit. I'm Bullshit. Yep. Totally. I believe in ghosts. Yes. But them fuckheads, they take it to a different level of stupidness. Yeah, they're just doing you know? it for a dollar. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 
It's made for 14-year-olds. Yes. So if you're going for Manson, oh, shit, my house is haunted now because I got Manson. You better hope you don't burn your motherfucking house down. For disrespect. that's what Manson's ghost will do. Manson's ghost might do that. Now you got him in the eyes of some fucking stupid mask. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's that sort of shit. Why don't people think of that? Why yeah. don't you think Manson's going to give you nut cancer and just sit there and laugh at you right through the eyeballs of the mask? Yeah. You know? Exactly. No, he knocked off a fucking owl off my shelf, and I know it was Manson because he loved owls in that one. Bullshit. <laughs> Go to hell. Those are full of crap. Right. The internet's in too many people's heads these days. Houses are fucking haunted by cats. <laughs> just knock, oh, yeah. They just knock shit off shelves. <laughs> yep. So, you know, uh, that was my little thing about ghosts. No. Your stupid masks aren't haunted. No. You're a stupid idiot to want somebody's ashes mm-hmm. in the eyeballs of a dumb latex mask. It's not going to last very long. And the resale value isn't going to be that well either because there's only a certain amount of idiots out there that like that sort of shit. Right. That for you to get what you're actually asking out of it. But more power to you. Go ahead. Yeah. Use these. I don't care. Right. I'm not like in charge of who uses Manson, you know? Right. It's been going on since the beginning of the day. So he told me I wouldn't be able to stop it anyway. Yeah. I believe him. I believe him. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it, people are going to do whatever they want to do. And especially now with what you're dealing with, where you're just trying to get, you know, what a friend left to you. And all these people are making it extremely difficult on you. Yeah, and plus there's really nothing there to leave. Right. Except a bunch of damn trouble, a bunch of damn drama, a bunch yeah. of damn dead people laying all over the place with blood dripping all over you, you know? Right. But fuck, we, we love horror, so shit, it's right up my alley, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. Well, I really appreciate you sitting here and talking with us about all this, and uh, you've really, I hope, given some people some insight into something that maybe they were not so educated on. Uh, before this uh so i hope you had a good time i hope you enjoyed talking to me not a problem it was fun yeah this was (laughs) a lot of fun so hopefully we can do it again sometime and uh google google oh man check him out i will watch his kids yes absolutely (laughs) i will (laughs) i watched his kids all out loose (laughs) all right well michael you have an awesome night thank you so very very much for sitting down and talking with me today well, thanks for even being interested, and thanks for talking to me. And you have a wonderful night, and all your guests as well. And we'll talk to you soon, probably. Oh, yeah, you will. Thank you so much, Michael. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> Scared Stupid. Scared Stupid.